All right, Dwight. Ready to do the podcast. Dwight? Dwight. Oh, there's a note. Scott, went to the store to get cereal and milk for Saturday morning, September. Start the first episode without me, and I will return later. Who am I going to get to do this with me? Hey, you. We're doing a podcast. What are we doing? We're, we're doing Bobby's World. Who are World. you? What is this? No, stop it, Haley. What's Bobby's World? Don't worry about it. Hey, guys. What's going we, on? We watched Bobby's World Season 3, Episode 5, Swim By Me, and it's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! 14! Great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! Because I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza, pizza, pizza! <laughs> Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Kurland, and I'm Dwight Stearns is what you would hear, but Dwight is busy saving the galaxy. So what, what I, are you talking about? I'm, I'm Dwight. No, you're not. I, I, I'm wearing a nerdy shirt. I, I grew a beard. I'm no, wearing you're glasses. Not. Haley's back for a three-peat. <laughs> okay, so what did we watch? We watched Bobby's World. And have you ever seen it before? No. And what did you think? I thought a lot of things. Like what? Um, well, just a lot of things. Okay. I wrote them all down. <laughs> all right. So if you guys aren't familiar with Bobby's World, it was a cartoon created by Howie Mandel. And this was like right after he did uh, St. Elsewhere, which was a drama. So he went from doing a drama that took place in a fictional hospital to this. See, I didn't know that. I just thought he was famous for just doing this. Because all I knew about Howie Mandel was that he did Bobby's World. But, like, because they would make jokes about it all the time on America's Got Talent. So that's all I knew about it. What I especially did not know was how much hair he used to have. Yeah, he used to have, like, uh, Mario Lopez, like, A.C. Slater mullet. Because at the very beginning of this episode, they show his hair in all its glory. And... Yeah, it, it's hideous because to open every episode, they would have Howie Mandel in live action against a, a green screen animated background. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bobby's World. I'm Howie. <laughs> Bobby. What? Get in here. Why? Because uh, the, the show started. Why? Be- be- because the last show ended. But the problem was he had such curly, luxurious hair <laughs> that... Made it very difficult to, like, insert him in there. Right. So he, uh... I don't want to say he, like, disappeared into it, but his hair, like, you could see flecks of, like... I'm guessing it was a blue screen because I saw flecks of blue. Really? I, I don't think it was a green screen because this was, like, the 90s. I didn't know there was more than a green screen. Well, there, there's green chroma key and then there's blue chroma key. And green screen, you've seen, that's, like, right, lime yeah. green. That looks like a Sprite bottle. Right. But blue screen looks more like uh, a combination of royal blue and, like, the pillow you're sitting on right now. Okay. So. The more you know. So. Bobby's World started in 1990, and we saw an episode from 1992. So when- I was like a baby when this first came out. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I was like seven years old. No, so- you weren't. Wait. 
1990. Let's do 92. Okay. I was born in 86. Okay. So. Should we be revealing that on this podcast? I have no fear. All like, right. Like, <laughs> I, it's not like I'm giving out my social security number. <laughs> it's one, two, three, four, five. Um, no. So, yeah, I, I was probably six or seven. Okay. When when this came out, All right. and that's why I liked it because I had no I, I had no standards for bad animation, mm. and this was like, this is like Baby's Kids where I, I loved Baby's Kids, so <laughs> Haley saw Baby's Kids with us. So did, oh, did so I? did Tiffany, but they're like, yeah, we're not going to be on the podcast for this. Yeah. <laughs> we abstain from giving our comments. But now Haley can abstain. Because now she's seen Bobby's world. He tied me to a chair. No, I didn't. He held you, my he, eyes open like a clockwork you, orange. You volunteered. It was very uncomfortable. No, you volunteered free. There were no eye drops either. I just had to hold my eyes open the whole no, time. You, you volunteered free will. Free will. Sure. Free willy. That's so, what they said in the Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so the episode opens with Howie Mandel... In live action, yeah, he wrote on a green screen, right, he wrote, or blue screen. In this he case. took. Pro- this is my problem with it. He in the credits it said opening and closing monologue written for the screen by Howie Mandel. Don't take pride in it because because <laughs> this is like the lowest common denominator of like humor. It's like uh, he goes, "Hey Bobby," and you just hear, "What?" Hey Bobby, it's what? a weird voice. And I know you told me like the backstory behind the voice. Yeah, the the backstory behind the voice that I told you. I told you. So we recorded this uh, twice. This is the second time we're doing this because the audio the first time was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, it was really it. Yeah, so we sounded like Bobby. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Howie Mandel found the voice when he was on the set of Saint Elsewhere, and he was choking on a chicken bone what a horrible way to find out you can do a voice or it might have been like when he was on his stand-up tour like he did a stand-up tour after saying elsewhere okay to show people hey i'm funny i'm not just a serious doctor well i i told you how he got his his start his like entire stand-up he was a doctor no no his no <laughs> he was a doctor on saying elsewhere because they saw oh it. okay like he got his start on saying elsewhere because they like, needed cause someone who's kind of funny but also could be serious yeah and his whole comedy act was he would take a uh, doctor's glove, a plastic glove, uh-huh. put it over his nose. eyes, nose, and back of his head and blow it up with his nose. Why is that funny? <laughs> it was the 80s. Like This was like the time period of Andrew Dice Clay. The whole hickory dickory duck. The mouse went up my... And then insert another time for penis. Ah. Like this, is, this was that time period that like no one cared about comedy and they just called comedy it, magicians well this was called the comedy boom really yeah because you you have like terrible people like like andrew dice clay and howie mandel but then you also have like jerry seinfeld and uh, gilbert godfrey who i love gilbert godfrey okay um so a bunch of comedians in the late 80s got cartoons louis anderson was one of them howie mandel was one of them damon waynes i have no idea who that who that is damon waynes was one of the waynes brothers like you, okay, he was one of the creators of In Living Color. Nope. The it was in all black Saturday Night Live. Like, know how Saturday Night Live had like all white actors and okay. in one black cast member. Oh, this was all black and one comedian, white guy, <laughs> and it was Jim Carrey. Really? Yeah. Oh. So. So did Jim Carrey get a start on that show mm-hmm. before? Well, so? he had a bunch of failed uh, sitcoms oh. like, in Canada. 
and he had a failed movie career, mm. and he was in, like, in the 80s, they did a sexy comedy vampire movie, and oh, okay. he was in that. So getting back to Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans, Howie Mandel, and Louis Anderson all had animated cartoons. Mm. Like, this was a thing that they did. Like, that was their big break from comedy? <laughs> No, like, that's how you knew you made it, if you got, like, an animated Mm. cartoon. And Howie Mandel's was the first. Like, they tested it. Oh, Bruce Willis had a cartoon also. Okay. Um, so why the name Bobby? Um. Is it, like, a kid he used to know? Or, like. I think his son's name is Bobby. Oh, okay. And I think his son was, like, four at the time, which would have made sense. So, yeah. So, anyway, back to the show. Um, so the crux of the show is basically this kid, he alternates between, like, his real life and right. his and his what's going on in his head. And he's four years old, and you didn't know that. No, and I don't buy that at all because this kid is like dealing was, out one liners. What nine or ten? Yeah, he's dealing out one liners like they're business cards. That's the whole like like he comedy he, angle like the whole I understand like, that, like but the, he's he's a four year old. You, you weren't you weren't here when Dwight and I talked about Small Wonder and Saved by the Bell. They mm-hmm. were all written by like. 50-year-old white Jewish comedians, and and I think this is part of that. Okay. Like, and this episode was so insane because it involves an homage to the movie Stand By Me, but not Uh really, to Kill a Mockingbird, and then they drowned a four-year-old. Yeah, well, almost drowned. Oh, and, Um, uh, uh, uh... Busby Berkeley musical. And also, uh, Talking to Strangers. Yeah! So that's, like, all the stuff we'll be talking about... It's so a it, short little synopsis for you. <laughs> synopsis. So, um... So, it opens with uh, Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, Bobby, come on, time to start the show. And he's like, what? And right away, Bobby's like, am I in trouble? And he's like, like which goes to not. show you how often this kid must get into trouble. Yeah, he gets in trouble. That's his first question. Yeah, he gets in trouble quite a bit on the show. Um, um, well, no surprise there. His siblings suck at watching him. Yeah, so, um... So he's then, like, no, and he's like, do I have to sing a song? And he's like, no, no, you don't have to sing a song. And he's like, well, maybe I'll do it later in the show, which that was like the whole bit is, I think, oh, yeah, Mark Mothersbaugh, uh, who did the music for Rugrats, and... Uh, I was going to say, because the animation, for me, Bobby, to me, is like a love child between Pee Wee Herman and one of the Rugrats, and Hey Arnold, like, mixed together. Yeah, like Chucky, Chucky Finster. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, he, but he's got the football head. It's and not he's really got a football annoying... head. It's more like a football helmet. Like, his head looks like a football helmet. Well, he's got the same so- sort of style hair as Hey Arnold. Yeah, he, I think that's the hair, but his head looks like a football helmet because, like, his... I just ma- wonder, like, if the people who made uh, Hey Arnold took inspiration from the Bobby's world a little uh, bit. No, uh, Hey Arnold, the creator of that, took inspiration. He wanted to do, like, a zen-like Charlie Brown. He wanted Charlie, because uh, I listened to, if you don't listen to... This is the farthest thing from a zen like Charlie Brown. <laughs> hey Arnold? Oh, Hey Arnold, yes. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were talking about Bobby. No, Brown. no, no. Hey Arnold, uh, uh, if you don't listen to the Nickelodeon podcast produced by Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. you guys should start listening to it. It's brilliant. But they had the creator of Hey Arnold on, and they're like, hey, where did you get the inspiration for Hey Arnold? And he goes, he was a zen like Charlie Brown. Now, this is like an ADD-ridden Charlie Brown. Yeah. And there was an episode of Bobby's World where they actually, he had a fantasy, he had like a fever dream, where he was Charlie Brown. 
Oh, jeez. And his brother was Linus, and his sister was Lucy. And they're like, oh, we hate you, Bobby. Um, so they're... Well, that's not too far from the truth, I'm thinking. Yeah. Considering it, how it, they treat him. It, yeah. But we'll get to that in a minute. So then we go to the opening, which is Bagel Basket where they yeah. itself. Yeah, that that is zero bagels it's in that basket. so weird. It involves crocodiles, dinosaurs... Uh, running Shapes. over your, running He's over your sim- siblings. Point. Yeah, he is just mowing down people left and right. And the inspiration on for this th- tricycle. The inspiration for that was taken from Police Academy, not Police Academy, uh, Naked Gun. Because uh, in Naked, really, Gun, yeah, in the Naked Gun, uh, it opens up with the police car like driving and mowing people down. Okay, and that's where they got it from. Hmm. Where this, this was insane. So. The opening, you're introduced to his mom. Uh, we're going to talk about her in a minute. His uncle Ted, who sounds like John Candy. He does. I his, thought he was John Candy. His jerky brother Derek. His uh, married with children sister Kelly. Like her name is Kelly. That was the name of the sister on Married with Children. Like in the '90s, Kelly was a very popular name to use for like a dumb valley girl. So like Kelly Osborne. No. Circa that period? Well, that's a real person. No, like Kelly Kapowski on Save by No, the I know, Bell. but I mean her style is very punk. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, well, now she's on, like, Fashion Police, so. Okay. Well, no, yeah, she grew now, up. Yeah, but, but yes, this was, this was that Nirvana grunge period. Yeah. So... Because, like, all of the kids are stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Bobby's, like, the stereotypical little boy who has, like, the shorts and the, the t-shirt and Derek Which has, does not fit, by the way. And Derek has the, the ripped jeans and the, the, is it a football shirt? It's like a jersey? I forget. I don't remember what the brother was I just wearing, remember it has, like, like, a number eight on yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a he, typical jock wear. But he's not a jock. Like, well, they tried to make him, like, a Bart Simpson type. Mm. Um, so, anyway, so, we get past the opening... And we have a narration. Like, it's this episode is trying so bad to be like Stand By Me. And it has nothing to do with Stand By Me. Like, if they wanted the show to be better, they should have not had. They have Howie Mandel as the father named Howard. Mm hmm. Um, but he's not supposed to be Howie Mandel. It should have been Howie Mandel. But his Man- hair is exactly like Howie Mandel. Yeah, and his name's Howard. So they should have had Howie Mandel narrating it as an yeah. adult. I don't know why you wouldn't. But you have Bobby narrating it. Because, like, with the show, I mean, I know this is, wasn't a cartoon, but the um, Everybody Hates Chris, Chris yeah. Rock. Chris Rock narrates it. Well, that that would make sense to have and, Howie Mandel do it for the show. And on the Goldberg, Patton Oswalt narrates it, pretending. Yeah. To, yeah. Like, you need an adult to do it because it... You, it you don't just get some weird voice to come in because... I think it, it's because this is aimed at, like, ages four to, like, ten. And but if you're going to have this guy do other voices, just have him narrate. Like, just yeah, have him do that. Because he does, what, three voices in this yeah. episode? Um, so part of the problem with this entire episode is he goes, no day is more important than today, because today is the first day of summer vacation. Which, this was like... whoop de doo Well, <laughs> this is like the fifth episode of the season. Right. So... But the the fir- first episode of the season started with school starting. So, like, and, what? What's going on? Wow. Their, uh, their school must... <laughs> this, uh... Yeah, because it, it's like... I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it must be a very different sort of school. 
Yeah. Their semesters are really short. Um, so, yeah, and so they're all sitting at the di- the dining room right, table. Right, so he rushes down, and this serial, we didn't, e- I didn't even tell you about this, there's a superhero in this world, like, all of the superhero are, they're not anthropomorphic, but they're, like, like, human vegetables with human ca- characteristics. And I imagine th- Bobby is the one who imagines this up? No, it's a cartoon in that world called Captain Squash. What? <laughs> that cereal he was eating was called, like, squash flakes or squash. Ew, why yeah. would any child eat something that has the word squash well, he, in it? he goes to a theme park that is, like, vegetable-based, and there's a character named Okra Winfrey. That's that, amazing. That's a different um, episode. Like, So this is just all a ploy to get kids to eat their vegetables, isn't it? it yeah. It's like Veggie Tales all over again. No. Uh, yes. So, which by the way took me forever to realize like it was religious. Seriously? Seriously. But it it it's produced by the Christian Science moniker. I didn't know. My mom just brought it home and was like, "Here, movie Come on, about Haley, vegetables." Come on, Haley. Time to watch some Jesus. How, how uh, harm how, how harmful can it be? So, Bobby goes to grab his cereal and they're like, "Sorry, dork, we need this over you because we're going to the pool." And which they treat the pool as like a rite of passage. Well, they uh, they also did that in the Sandlot, like like, yeah. And and uh, in Stand by Me, there's the lake which is filled with leeches. <laughs> like I don't know what it is with water holes that are so. It's the chlorine. It turns you into a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he forced himself on Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. In uh, the Sandlot, so. Oh, that would have been darker if it, they stole from the Sandlot. And he's like, oh, there's a hot lifeguard I like. Bobby, you're four. <laughs> so <laughs> the mom who, the mom has the Minnesotiest Minnesota accent. Yeah, she is the minis- the, the, the miniest Minnesota woman that ever Minnesota. And I told you, Minnesota accents make me sad. Because I used to, when I lived in New York, I worked as a temp mm-hmm. for like three days. And... One of the secretaries was this Midwestern, like, Minnesota woman who goes, Oh, you know what? I'm lonely now. I wouldn't like to meet a nice man. I want to meet a righteous dude. I want to meet a nice man. Oh, yeah. You betcha. And she then uh, finished that sentence with, Because I'm tired of coming home to my cats. Oh! So now whenever I hear a Midwestern accent, I just think of that woman. I'm like, oh, Dolores. (laughs) Oh, I feel... Poor Dolores. So anytime I hear part of the... Wait, her name was Dolores? Yeah. Do you know what the the origin for Dolores means? No. That comes from the Latin Dolora, meaning sad. Oh, no. (laughs) Meaning, like, pain. Oh, no. That, That makes it worse. So whenever I hear Bobby's mom, like, I think of that woman, like, oh... Oh, I'm just so lonely. I want to meet a nice man. And she also, she was like, she was a a stereotypical, like, secretary who had, like, pictures of, like, beefcakes with their shirts off and, like, firefighters, like. Not workplace appropriate, Dolores. And (laughs) she, uh. She she also said the word buns a lot. So whenever she also had, she also had, like, the reddish auburn hair like Bobby's mom. Of course she did. And, and. Like, whenever I, I hear Bobby's mom now, I just think of her, and I just... See, I just think of Marshall's mom from, like, How I Met Your Mother. The, the weird part is, I didn't think of that until Marshall's dad died on How I Met Your Mother, and she says the line, I, it's time for me to meet a nice man. <laughs> like, hearing nice man just makes me sad. It's like, 
so Bobby's mom makes me depressed, even though she's pregnant this season. Season yeah. three is when she's when pregnant. When I first saw that, I asked, I remember asking <laughs> you, is she pregnant, like, throughout this whole show? And I said, no, just this season and then, like, the beginning of the next when she has twins. Oh, my God, that poor woman. She has Minnesota twins. So is there, like, an episode where Bobby's, like, struggling? Yeah, like, he gets, to, he's so he gets mad. jealous. He gets super jealous and, like... They hint that he like wants to are kill. Are they like the- are they like two boys? Yeah, they're two boys. Oh, great! And they hint that like Bobby wants to kill these twins. <laughs> like they never flat out say it, but it's implied. Some children have more more of an easier time adjusting than others. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. So anyway. So, the mom goes. No, what you should take Bobby to the pool. Bobby, Bobby has not ever had swimming lessons. Yeah. And that's addressed later in the show. Th- their parenting style is, let's do everything backwards. Yeah. And so, let's have my irresponsible older children who want nothing to do with their younger toddler brother. Do you know how dangerous it is to take a child who hasn't had swim lessons to the pool? Like, Oh, what? it's like asking for your child to die. Because the, the whole thing is like, oh, Bobby will just stay in the shallow end. Shallow end is still three feet deep. Yeah. And, or two to three feet. You like, know. I know he's a cartoon, but from the looks of him, he would, you know... Bobby's, he like, would dumb not... as a bag of rocks. Yeah. Like, Bobby, like... So... B- because the mom goes... Right. Oh, uh, Derek, you can help Bobby make new friends. And Bobby takes this as, I'm gonna build robot people, and I'm gonna make new friends. Okay, Dweeb, start making some new friends. Uh, okay. Uh, let's start with Jackie. Yeah. Okay. And, and Uncle Ted's head. So I can have more fun and I won't get kissed. And I want Roger's pill so he can log it to tell me when he's happy. And Dad's arms so he can reach into the cupboards. And- right. And some of the stuff he imagines is like reasonable for a kid. Like but some this of the- is insane. Right. But so, um, anyway, so the, bro- the brother and sister are like, no, why do I have to take him? Like typical older brother and sister, which, you know, the mom, it makes no sense to me. Why would she not make this like a family affair? Like, like we should all go. Yeah. And, and then that, that way, cause you find out that uncle Ted, who sounds like John Candy. Right. Um, he's voiced by the guy who, after John Candy died and his cartoon right. was still going on, they replaced him they replaced John Candy with this guy. Right. So it, it would have made sense to be like, oh, we all go. And then you find out that Uncle Ted can't swim. Yeah. And, but but it's these three children. So you have an 18-year-old, yeah. a 13-year-old, and a 4-year-old going to a pool by... No, no. Kelly Kelly's 16. A 16-year-old, a 13... Because she has a boyfriend who's 18, and he looks like a 45-year-old man. Okay. Well, anyway, they're they're older. That's the point. They yeah. are older and irresponsible and terrible siblings. Yeah, they're they're the worst. And that is all you need to know. Yeah. So And yeah, and right away, like, they're both like, Bobby, when we get there, don't talk to me. Pretend you don't know me. Yeah, like, and, and that's where Making it, gets... it very clear, like, I'm not gonna look out for you. You're on your own. But watching this again, it just was so weird because Bobby's like, Who who are you? I I don't know you. You talking to me? And it was like that catchphrase, like having kids do catchphrases, like "Hey, man, yeah, so many make of the, love, not war." Yeah, so many of these jokes fell very, very flat. The like, humor in this is it's weird. so dated. It's, it's so very what? dated. It's very weird. It's the timing is not great. 
because they make a bunch of jokes like the 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 whole joke or the whole homage in this is to kill a mockingbird because they're walking in the woods and they're like be careful of that house boo bradley lives there instead of boo radley they are walking the tightrope of plagiarism and they are about to fall off yeah so he's like who's boo bradley and if you know to kill a mockingbird i just i still hear boob boob radley boob radley (laughs) um in to kill a mockingbird boo radley tried to kill his father Mm -hmm. slap his mother and uh did something else and he actually kills a man right but he's defending two little kids right so he's not all that bad of a guy. Right. And th- this, he, they're like, oh, but, he tried to kill a mockingbird. And then they he sees a mockingbird. Ha, ha, ha. Like, I feel like even an adult, I know car- kids' cartoons today are contain, like, little little pearls of, like, humor that adults would find funny. So the, the adult who's, like, stuck at home with the kid who's watching the show with their kid, you know, would get a little chuckle out of it. This... I don't even think an adult would find these jokes funny. My dad used to like watching this with me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, sorry, John. But but when I when I uh, told him that I was doing it for Saturday morning September, he's like, "Oh yeah, you used to like that show." And I was like, "Me? You used to like watching it with me?" He's like, "I was just humoring you." I was like, "Oh sure, yeah." I was sure. like, "Yeah, likely." Story. We believe that. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> wink. Um, so. Then Bobby has the he a parrot turn uh, a parrot turns into a mockingbird and it sounds like Gregory Peck who was Atticus Finch. Which why do you need a parrot to turn into a mockingbird? Why not just have a mockingbird? Oh, and by the way, or just have it be revealed that it was a parrot that he was seeing, not a mockingbird. He thought he was seeing a mockingbird, and then oh, so he's just going into imagination land again. So so the brother is with him more the, closely. All three of them but, are right, but the brother at least. At first, it appears like he's making a conscious effort to, like, make sure his brother is taken care of. So when I saw that, I was just like, okay, so he's the typical brother. Like, he's not that bad. Like, he taught him how to, like, roll his, like, his swimsuit up in his towel, like, Get trick a locker. Like that. Get a locker. Um, wash your feet before you go in the pool so you don't get athlete's foot. That like, That's another scene. Because that that's another 1950s writer. Because... The guy who's narrating it is Howard Cosell. Bobby, to what do you attribute your phenomenal performance here today? Well, before we get to that, though. Okay. So they get in line, and that's when the sister's like, again, don't talk to me. And you that's don't where you know get me. the, are yeah. you talking to me? Yeah. And, it, yeah, again, terrible joke. So they go <laughs> through this little turnstile, and this is where, like, I felt it, it makes sense that he's imagining stuff the way he is to a certain degree because a four-year-old like they had that metal turnstile that you have to go through oh yeah i was terrified of that oh yeah when i was a little kid i thought like if i don't get through this thing like the right way like same with like those uh revolving doors it's like if i don't time this correctly i will die because it looked like it looked like it would pierce you it looked like it would like just crunch on you and destroy you it's like i'm going to like be a smear on the window so that made sense, but what didn't make sense is when they're in the locker room. Right. Well, again, because he imagines that he, if he goes through this thing, his he will his body will get scrambled. Right. But that that's an actual kid thought. Right. What didn't make sense is in the locker room, Derek is explaining him how to use a locker, and it's the reality that doesn't make sense because 
Derek doesn't understand. His brother's four years old, and he goes, Okay, listen carefully. Grab a locker, twist the key out, change your clothes, put your clothes back in the locker, put the key back in, lock the locker, pin the key to the shirts, don't lose it. Got that? Yeah. Well, everything up to listen carefully. And he's like, did you understand that? No, of course not. He's I'm a-, a toddler. Yeah, he, he basically just learned how to take a crap in a toilet. Yeah. Like, in even one episode, he's like, I just became potty trained. Like, like in season one. So... It's just ridiculous. So, and this is, by the way, this is, like, what <laughs> girls imagine the boys' locker room to be. Like, they're, they're oh, yeah. kids throwing rat tails, like, and everywhere. And whacking each other in the ass. Yeah. And uh, the, they're having, like, a water it's fight. It's just gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Where I assume that a girls' locker room is you guys are in 1950s, you know, lingerie and pajamas, and you're whacking each other with pillows, like a giant... Those are the slumber parties. <laughs> no, isn't that, like, all the time? No. Isn't that how it is? Like all I can't the... reveal our secrets. Stop asking! <laughs> so, Bobby is smart. He goes to go get a locker that's on the ground so that he could reach it, and... Uh, Katie Lang, <laughs> like I, I did not think this was. I was like, what? It, what is that girl doing in the boys' locker room? It, it looked the like, way it's drawn is weird. Yeah, it. She. Uh, he looked like Katie Lang. Like, yeah. Like, and it's also voiced by a woman who is the voice of Bobby's which, mom. Which, yeah, most a lot of boys in cartoons are. Voiced well, yeah, by Bobby women. Hill is also the voice of Sm- Spinelli on Recess. Yeah. Um. Ah, Recess. I remember Recess. Yeah. It was between doing Bobby's World and Recess, and I picked... I love Recess. I picked poorly. Um, Well, no, in terms... You didn't pick poorly in terms of, like, the absolute insanity. Yeah, but having to sit through something, I picked poorly. So, um... I've had to sit through some terrible stuff as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Hey, you like the room. What? I said, hey, you like the room. Oh, like... That's a movie that falls into a category of its own. So, I'm so excited for the disaster artist, so by the way. Bobby uh, stands on the stool, gets a locker up top, and the, the kid is not paying attention, the Katie Lang-looking kid, and gets whacked in the back of the head. Yeah, falls over. And dies. Like, like that thought was like... That sounded like Bobby took, like, a sledgehammer and bashed his brain. He's never going to be the same again. Yeah. He's just going to sink to the bottom of the pool. Which uh, we're about to get to. Okay, so so they come out, and uh, his brother is telling him, like, Stick your feet in this little puddle before you go in the pool, otherwise Which, you'll get athlete's foot. Okay, that 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 is based on an old urban legend, because when I used to swim um, at some pools I would swim at professionally, you would have to do that. Right. But, but that was based on, like, the whole... you got to keep in mind, this was, like, early 90s, when everyone was afraid you could get AIDS. Like, right, but Like, also, they would say athlete's foot, but we all knew it was AIDS, like... Well, they used to think you could get AIDS from sitting on a, a toilet, toilet seat. seat. But, no, I thought, like, because locker rooms are kind of gross and they kind of, like, bacteria. Right. Well. They're, they're like a Petri dish for so bacteria. So when, when I used to swim, you always had to keep your, your sandals on. You had two types of sandals. Okay. You had, like, the um, the plastic ones that that mm-hmm. in college you would have to wear to, to go into the shower. Yeah. To get changed, and then you would, uh, uh, we were sponsored by Speedo, so Speedo gave us these, uh... Uh, Speedos. The, or was it Adidas? One of them, they gave us these sandals that would slide on, and they were cushioned for your feet. So, nice. So, this is based on those people who didn't do that, basically got mildew on their feet. 
Ew. And gross. So yeah, so sometimes you would have to wash them off. And Derek says, You need to wash off your feet and Bobby's like, Why? And he's like, Because you'll get athlete's foot. Which sounds great to Bobby because he goes into like his imagination land or whatever. And he has like what was that old um He's like on a he's like on a No, but but the design of his foot has wings on it, but that was based on like it was either the Boston Marathon or New York Marathon. Their logo was a running shoe with wings on it. Right, but why not both? It's only one. He only imagines oh, that's sprouting right. That's right. a, a wing on one foot. Yeah, so shouldn't because, he be like lopsided? Like, <laughs> right, yeah, because two wings would be too much power. So this is what I started talking about. Howard Cosell, who was dead at this point. Right. Um, Howard Cosell used to do... All narr- uh, not narrate, announce all of like Muhammad Ali's fights. Right, but here he's narrating the racetrack where Bobby is the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, so kids don't know who Howard Cosell is, and no. Howard Cosell was an awful man. He was like a very bad man. You found out after he died. He, he was like, I, I I don't even know. Like he gave Muhammad Ali like information. Like it's all revealed and like fraud. No, no, like just cheating in general. No, it wasn't cheating. It was just like. I, I guess he wasn't that awful of a man, but he he was telling Muhammad Ali like about his competitors who he would be up against. Like, oh, okay, so like this guy throws like a weak punch, or this guy like, tires. Yeah, like easily. this guy has weak legs. Yeah, like in my eyes, that's still cheating. That is cheating. That um, is absolutely cheating. That is gaining gaining an unfair advantage over like, your. Like, it's opponent. one thing to watch the the footage of your person to see how they punch, but to know that someone has like weak ankles and like. Yeah. Well, he's a like he's an announcer. So he, like, yeah. has more inside information than he should, probably. But, but anyway. But this could all also be speculation, because that's what the movie Ali with Will Smith, Tommy. So I don't know what's fact and fiction. Okay. But from my understanding, Howard Cosell is not for children, is my point. Yeah, again, another one of those references that really falls flat. And It's not even funny. And Derek basically goes... What are you doing? And he goes, I have athlete's foot. You do? Ew, gross. Wash your feet. <laughs> Which, if you have athlete's foot, rinsing your feet is not... like. No, you need medicine for that. Right. I had athlete's foot as a kid. Yeah. Um, And I had to basically put this special powder and ointment on my feet. Right. And I couldn't go swimming for like three weeks. Yeah. So... <sighs> ew. Um, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, so, so Bobby, go like, they get in the pool. Yeah, and, and Derek abandons him. Yep, right away. He disappears. Gone. And. And, um, and Bobby, left to his own devices, looks up at the. <laughs> looks oop. Looks oop. Uh, <laughs> looks up Welcome at the. Welcome to the Canadian Riddles Basket. <laughs> oh, yeah, you betcha. Yeah, the Beagle um, Basket. Um. <laughs> so, so he goes on the high dive. Yeah, he, go- he looks at the biggest ladder he can find. And he goes, and I love climbing! Yeah, you, you won't like this, Bobby. Um, um, you, you would think that, like, because he gets to the top and he freaks out. But I really hate jumping, is what he says. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it uh, that your dad always says? It's not the fall oh, that scares yeah, me, yeah, it's the it, sudden stop? Yeah, uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not afraid of heights because of the falling, it's the sudden stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and- so... Before we get into how he jumps, I just want to say, so my dog Sawyer, when he was a puppy, we first took him to like a brook where we would all swim and there was like a deep part of it 
Um, so he, he literally, you know, being a puppy, he didn't know any better. He jumped off a rock and sank right to the bottom. And like, we were like, we were like waiting for him and like, we were about to dive in and grab him. And he finally, he figured it out and he like comes up and he like sits down behind my mom and it's just like, and he was afraid of water for like a long time after that. Well, he was mortified. How about Um, when you were little, when, when you would go swimming, did did you ever uh, face a high dive? No. I mean, I, I saw other people doing it at like pools, but it was very rare for me to see that. But anyway, I mentioned that story with my dog because that is exactly what happens to Bobby. He falls off or he gets pushed off. Yeah, which wouldn't happen because there would be a lifeguard there. Right. Um, cause there's no supervision. There's no supervision. Um, so Bobby sinks directly to the bottom of this pool. Like, cause he doesn't understand. Cause again, he hasn't had swimming lessons. And all of a sudden you see Derek's hands. Derek doesn't even dive into the pool to save him. And you just see a hand going... Derek grows right. super long arms. I was going to say, is he Mr. Fantastic? Because his hand reaches down... That's an example of, like, really prob- bad animation. It's probably 10 feet, because the it deep is. end of a pool Most, is 10, yeah, 10 to 8 feet. at least 8 feet. And, and just pushes him out. And this is where your least favorite line, the line that you hate. Yeah. So, like, Bobby is choking on water, and, and he he's like... <coughs> Derek, yeah. you're my hero. And the sister comes over, who, yeah, finally, after disappearing for God knows how long. Do you think she was fooling around with a lifeguard? There was no lifeguard. We've already established there was no lifeguard. Yeah, but do you think that that's why there was no lifeguard? Because she <laughs> was fooling around with we the lifeguard. We need life- to see, like, like a behind-the-scenes, like, after-credits scene where she's just, like, t- flirting with this guy. and then Like, they're making out, and yeah. you see these two legs sticking up in, like, the arm-floating things. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, and, like, you just hear a splash and, like, a, Oh, my God, that boy's drowning! Huh? What? <laughs> um, so... She, the sister comes over, and the first thing she says after her brother, ha- like, she's witnessed her brother go through this harrowing ordeal, almost die, like, her four-year-old brother, and the first thing she says to him is, like, oh, my God, like, what did you see? No, she says, like, oh, my God, Bobby, did your life flash yeah, before your, your eyes? Yeah, did your life flash before your eyes? And, and he was, like... The, this was the only joke that got a chuckle out of me when he was like, well, I'm only four, so it was really short. Um, that got a chuckle out of me. That was a good joke. One of the few that's in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, why? That's your brother! Your toddler brother! He almost died! And your big concern is, what did he see in the great beyond? Like, is there a heaven? That is your, like... Main... Well, Kelly, it was really hot down there, and I think I saw Captain Kangaroo and Hitler. That was weird. What's Captain Kangaroo doing there? <laughs> um, but, so, then Bobby, once again... This is what I told you I hate this the most. Because he said, yes, but I had time to write a song, and if I did, it would go something like this. Which I hate, because... Uh, like, in, once again, this is the Howie Mandel 80s prop comedy, like, impressionist comedy thing, because they're like, hey, I'm an impressionist. What would it be like if I saw William Shatner at a malt shop? I think it would go something like this. Yeah. And then he wrote a frickin' Busby Berkeley... Okay, 
He wrote a Busby Berkeley musical. Please we, explain to the audience what a Busby Berkeley mu- well, musical before is. Well, before I explain that, we hardly, we, we say three swears on this podcast. We say ass, we say shit, and we say bitch. This was bullshit. What the bitch? <laughs> ass. Um. Um, so, so a Busby Berkeley musical was a We don't ni- say damn? Oh, well, I don't consider damn a swear. I consider, like, maybe goddamn a swear. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, a um, Busby Berkeley musical was a 1930s uh, musical. So, when films started out, you had three types of serials. You had comedies, like Abbott and Costello, Lauren... Did you say three, three type of serials? Serials were, like, weekly movies that... Not cereal like, as in eating cereal. Cereal as in like this must have been a dark time S- for children. S E R I A L. Okay, got it. Um, so you had westerns. I'm hungry for cereal now. Uh, well, we have a whole bunch behind you. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you had westerns like The Lone Ranger and okay. like Roy Rogers. Yep. You had Abbott and Costello. Right. And then you had musicals. Right. And and uh, these were the musicals. Hail that? Caesar. Yeah, Hail Caesar covers all three. Yeah. Um golden age of hollywood right so you would have a busby berkeley musical which would be either dancing like on a stage to tap dance but then that would be the walls would open up in a giant olympic-sized swimming pool and the women would take off their clothes and have a 1930s bathing suit so it's pretty much but like they, they would were, have to have diving caps on already they would wear they would show them putting the diving caps on and it's great that i'm doing this on an actual audio podcast they would take the strap and they would pull it all the way down on camera and lift it and tighten it and then they would dive into the pool and the reason why i need to cut off the circulation of my brain to well, forget that, all that's of this who, that's who um that's who scarlett johansson played in hail caesar You're right and that same woman was on a podcast an episode of the podcast we already did right the main girl was in the twilight zone episode of what's in the box she used what's to be what's in the box <laughs> Thank you, Dwight. Sorry. <laughs> Dwight did that every podcast. When we talk- See, I told you, I am Dwight. <laughs> I have become Dwight. Uh, so she 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 was in uh, Busby Berkeley musicals, then she was in Twilight Zone. And now uh, Bobby's World did a Busby Berkeley musical, which the song was called I Was at the Bottom of the Pool. And as he's singing it, he puts on a top hat and tails and is twirling a cane <laughs> And the song was... Putting uh, on the Ritz. <laughs> it was so weird. I was at the bottom of the pool. I don't recall how long. I guess it must have been a while. Because I had time to write the song. He was at the bottom of the pool. He doesn't know how long. But it must have been a while. Because he had time to write the song. Bobby does his Busby Berkeley musical, and the women are like, uh, he was at the bottom of the pool. It it reminded me of a, an Andy Samberg uh, yeah. Lonely Island, like, like he was at the bottom of the pool. What's the one that he does uh, where he's the stockbroker on cocaine? Oh. Waking up, having a great day, do-do-do, doing I know, cocaine. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. I yeah. can't remember the That's name what of the it, song felt like got a feeling that's gonna be a great day (laughs) yeah also it felt like a south park song yeah so uh 
I told you, Bobby's World always did songs in the middle of the show, and this wasn't even the middle of the show. Always? Always. I thought this was like a one-time no, thing. No, no, always. Oh, so you had, I'm so glad yeah, we so, don't have to watch this anymore. I think the only one that didn't do it was the Saturday morning cartoon one. Okay. Um, but the songs uh, included um, a song called There's Music Everywhere. I'll get to that episode. Is there? Is there, Bobby? I'll get to that episode towards the end of this podcast. And then... Animals don't wear underpants, and he's in a pith helmet with a gun. What was the song that Gilda Radner sang about animals? Oh, Let's Talk Dirty to the Animals? Yeah. That's um, funny. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Sidetrack there. Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, Bobby is singing the song, and t- he's singing about how much he loves his brother, and then cut to reality he's on top of his brother like strangling him being like i love you so much I love and he's you. like get off of me yeah and like that is the appropriate response but at the same time like i feel like his brother would be like yeah i'm a i'm a freaking hero. i'm a super stud yeah i saved my little brother hey lifeguard <laughs> Come I'm, over here. I, I think we established that that lifeguard was a dude. Have we? There could be multiple lifeguards. There could be a all, Wendy. all dudes. There could be a Wendy Peppercorn in there. Um, <laughs> you mean Wendell Peppercorn? <laughs> so uh, Bobby gets home and he's like, "So I was on the high dive and then I jumped and then I was at the bottom of the pool and Derek saved me and I saw my whole life flash before my eyes." And and the mom is like listening to this in abject horror. And she's like, "Howard, and it's like, what is he talking about? I want to meet a nice man." Well, she doesn't say that last part, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, um, which I brought up to you. Can the parents understand? Like, I know Bobby's four and he's like talking, but do they understand him? I wouldn't know. I barely... I didn't but see like, the show. And maybe. Like, maybe... It's like, like a Stewie family guy thing? Uh, I don't know. Because Uncle Ted understands Maybe they them. just don't want to accept the fact that they, you know, irresponsibly let their kid go to a pool with maybe. these irresponsible siblings. But it could also be that they don't want to, like, acknowledge that he has ideas and he's a smart child. Like, like that he's very intelligent. Yeah, maybe it's going through a filter. Yeah. And um, then, then she's like, oh, what's he talking about? And Uncle Ted comes in. He's holding a sandwich. And he just goes, uh, I feel like he holds a sandwich a lot in this show. I'll get to some Uncle Ted stuff. But he he just pops his head in and he goes, oh, you're saying you almost drowned. And they're like, oh, no, feeling woozy going down. Like, she's about to fall down on the ground. She has no right to feel this way, considering she is responsible but, for this in the first place. But I- <laughs> she's about to endanger her unborn children. If she's going to fall down and hit the ground... Well, okay, first of all. Like, I think, I'm, I'm just saying that the parents on the show are very irresponsible. Yeah, they are very irresponsible. And How, Howard goes, oh, well, maybe we should get him some swimming lessons. And Yeah, we think about this after the fact. And, and Bobby's like... This is occurring to you now. Well, Wonderful Bo- job. Good job. Bobby's freaking out. He's like, I have to go back in the pool? So, I never told... Again, like a sad little puppy. When I was four years old, I almost drowned twice. I almost drowned twice, and yeah. one, and, and every single time I almost drowned, I never wanted to go back in the water. So yeah, I had a, I when I did have that experience in the ocean, like I got caught in like, in the riptide. <laughs> yes, I got caught in the riptide. We don't have license for that song. <laughs> so, uh, Uncle Ted uh, 
is trying to they're trying to get Uncle Ted to be the one to be like, oh, tell him how great it is to take swim lessons. And he goes, funny thing, you should mention that I had never had swim lessons. So I'm now a 45 year old man and a four year old boy. How they pick the worst people to do the job that is needed. Like Bobby wants to, you know, go socialize, so they send him with his older siblings who take him to the pool when he has no swimming lessons. Once again, they have not learned from their mistake, and they send, you know, Uncle Dum Dum with Uncle Ted. Who? Okay, Uncle Ted. He's a super stud because, like, in the cartoons, he pulls down women left and right. Really? He's like James Franco crushing women. And in this episode... Even the way he's drawn, I find that very hard to believe. I don't understand it. Like, this man must be an excellent lover. (laughs) So, he goes to swimming... This is a kid's cartoon we're talking about. I know. So, he goes to... um, Swimming lessons with Simpka's swimming, uh, swimming Spitz, which, okay. which is Howie Mandel as the swimming instructor again. And she's like, my darlings, my darlings, my little, my little dumplings. And it's so, ugh. I was creeped out. I'm just surprised that's Howie Mandel's voice also. It's his cartoon. He's executive producer. No, I understand that. I, I'm just saying that it's, it's just weird to hear him do that voice. It's not even, like, really good. Um, and they do like the classics, like um, stick your head underwater and see what you see, and he sees. See, I didn't have to do that I when did. I did swimming. I really? Did. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a moment to talk about swimming lessons. So when I was little, my aunt lived right on like a lake. Okay. And we would go down and just, you know, dive in the lake. That was like how I kind of learned how to swim. I just, you know, slowly, steadily going out deeper and deeper, learning how to tread water, doggy paddle, that sort of thing. Through my daycare, when I was little, well, when I was a bit older, um, we had to, we were basically forced to take swimming lessons. Like, I don't know if it was a requirement or if it was just, like, part of the package deal, but they made me go to, like, a public pool and, like, basically learn the same things I had already known over again. Basically, like, we didn't learn how to swim so much as float correctly. I think that's all, at that age, I think that's all swimming lessons should be, but... I, I'm guessing, because most of these were based on Howie Mandel's real life, like, raising his kid as well. Okay. So I'm guessing this is, like, a class he took with his kid. Mm. And the thing that I found disturbing, and you did too, is they said, blow bubbles by sticking your head in, and then Uncle Ted is... I don't even know how that's relevant, but... What? Just blowing bubbles. Oh, it's so that, like, if you're sinking underwater, you blow a bubble up and it lifts you up. That's not how that works. <laughs> that... That's not how that works at all. I have I have no idea. That's what I was told, but I was four As years old. As you release old. oxygen, you become heavier, so you float less. I have no idea. Um, so Uncle Uncle Ted is there. Um, so Bobby's sticking his head under the water and he's blowing bubbles, and then Uncle Ted is blowing bubbles, but, but he, his, his head is not in the water, and he's farting. Lovely joke. And oh. Uh, once again, Uncle Ted pulling down uh, women. The the yeah. wo- the woman is so attracted to him. Which you would think, like after what she's just witnessed. Yeah, you just saw a man fart into a Which... pool, and she calls him his her big knish. Okay, um, so, so gross, <laughs> so gross. Like that's the other thing. Cartoons have each have their share of fart jokes. Some yeah. are funny, some are not. This falls into the not category. This is not funny at all. This no, is just disgusting. But, but like in the 90s, 
there were so many like gross cartoon jokes that I didn't realize were inappropriate until I was an adult. And this mm, was one of them. Yeah. The other one I told you about was an Animaniacs where Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are detectives and they go, we need to uh, look for Prince. And Dot comes in holding Prince. Uh, like the singer. The singer. The purple prince. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Uh, and she goes, I found prince. And he goes, no, fingerprints. And she looks at him and he goes, eh? Eh? And she's like, in your dreams. It took me wow. it took me forever to realize that... Sh- that Holy... <laughs> yeah. It, like, finger and prince. <laughs> Holy flaming cheese of Ohio. That is inappropriate. Yeah. And... Uh, because Doug Walker was asking about that. They're like, how did you get away with that joke? And the writer of Animaniacs was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure he was very excited. Like, I know, right? He was, Let's yeah. Let's see what I can get so, away with next week. But this was the same time. Like, Bobby's World and Animaniacs were on Fox Kids mm. before they created uh, Kids WB. Mm. So... Bobby, Bobby's World was on before Animaniacs, so so if you're watching Fox, you have a guy farting into a pool, and then the Warner Brothers and their sister Dot talking about like going to town on the purple the purple songster of the 1980s and 1990s. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. It was so gross because you had. This ki- these kids, their faces are still in the water while this 45-year-old man is farting. <laughs> the kids all have pink eye now. Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. And, <laughs> and then... Uh, it's okay. The chlorine Bo- will take care of Bobby it. Bobby grad... They all pass. Like, the... the they, become, they graduate as guppies. Yeah. So then Bobby goes back to the pool with Derek and Kelly, and uh, he's... Well, no, he doesn't go back yet. So he has, so he has this fantasy of graduating. Oh, I was just skipping and, past that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose because that one's like, not the, great. it's just so weird because once again he has another fantasy that he graduates, but it's like a real graduation. Yeah, and also um, there's one where the lady who runs the swimming thing she's going Simka? over. The, yeah, Simka. She's going over the rule, rules of the pool, um, and. She's going over the rules of the pool, and she says, like, no horseplay. And so he has this, like, like he imagines, like, a Robert horse on Goulet. A stage. Robert Goulet, who is a 19, like, 70s, 80s uh, Broadway star. Right. Introduces Mr. Ed in Death of a Salesman. Which, how does Bobby even know what Death of a Salesman is? How does he know who Arthur Miller is? <laughs> That's why, like, there's, it's, it's just not. It's that vaudeville humor, because then, yeah. then Mr. Ed shows up and like, n- British Bobby police officers chase him off, going, "No horseplay, no horseplay, no horseplay," and uh, uh. Yeah. So now that Bobby has officially graduated, and uh, uh, his uncle has successfully chased some tail. Yeah, he, <laughs> some fish tail. <laughs> Ugh. Um, Ugh. That woman was also... She was, she was like, baby's kids animated. Like, her design was, like... Yeah, a lot of... Like, this animation style was very reminiscent very similar. of yeah. Bobby's... Or, um, uh, baby's kids. Baby's kids. So, baby's kids, Bobby's world. Well, the, both Paramount. Yeah. Both Paramount um, animation. Wow, their animation budget must have been slim pickings. Yeah. Um, so, 
Bobby, so then, Bobby's excited. He's get, he gets yeah, to go. Yeah, he the gets pool to now. go to the pool, and he'll actually know what to do this time, as opposed to just drowning. So he's, um. So they they go past. They go. They take the same shortcut they did to the pool last time, past Boo Bradley. Yep. Boo Bradley's house. Boob Bradley. Boo Bradley. <laughs> and, um, well, Uncle Ted and and Bobby do that. And there's a sign that says Boo was here and he's freaking out. And then now him and Derek are going back to the pool. Right. And once again, his brother totally abandons him. Now in the woods. And who shows up, Haley? You can just Well, <laughs> Boo Bradley. And his animation style? Disgusting. What does he look the, like? He looks like... Like they threw a cartoon in a microwave. He looks like Mark David Chapman, the, the giant large man who shot and killed John Lennon. <laughs> he, okay, he's got like like Lenny from Mice and Men. This is exactly how I picture him. Yeah, and in a cartoon, and he talks like this. I'll be your buddy. Oh. Do, you, do you know how, how to swim? Yeah, Boo knows swimming. You do? Uh huh. Uh, do you know how to play? Baseball? Yeah, Boo knows baseball. You know how to play basketball? Yeah, Boo knows basketball. Football? Yeah, Boo knows football. Soccer? Who knows soccer? Tennis? Who knows tennis? Badminton? Who knows badminton? Boo knows how to swim. Boo knows how to play sports. This is where it takes a turn. Because his brother has abandoned him and left him with a stranger. Now, Bobby... Because his parents do everything backwards, he has to meet a stranger first and talk to them and potentially end up on the on the news later. Because <laughs> Boo looks like he abducts children. <laughs> like there's going to be an Amber Alert out. Yeah, like he, and Bobby will be the victim. <laughs> and like his his face, he's drawn with like a pot-marked chin and like big, gross-looking lips. And he just looks like he smells like a fart. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there should be it's stink just, lines on him. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And Bobby goes, Hey, Boo, you're nice. Why is everyone scared of you? I don't know. Maybe because my name's Boo and I'm big and I'm really large and probably because I strangled my dad and beat my mom. Oh, wait, that's the movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> like, he's like, also because I probably tried to kill a... The parrot that thought he was a mockingbird. And then they reveal the mockingbird is actually a parrot. And Bobby goes, now I know why you wanted to kill that thing. I want to kill it too. That's terrible. That's also trying to hurt animals is what a serial killer would do. Yeah, that's usually how that starts. And Derek meets him at the pool and he's like, where were you, dork? I was being abducted. (laughs) And he's like... You'll see it on tonight's news at 11. (laughs) And he's like... I'm mad at you. You're no longer my hero. It's it's like... Boo's my hero now. Boo-hoo. Don't cry. It's only a joke. Boo Bradley? He's like, what if it got super dark and Boo just backhanded Derek? Backhanded him into the pool. And then... then and then uh, Bobby has to save his brother because now Bobby knows how to swim. And it comes swim. full circle. Yeah. And, no, Boo takes Bobby's hand and that was creepy. It's just, it's the implication that this could create for kids watching the show. Yeah, that go with the stranger. Okay. Like, if you meet a strange adult in the woods, it's okay to take their hand and 
follow them to a strange place. Never go with a predator to a second location, people. <laughs> Jeez. And um, the last lines of the episode before they go back to live action and animation is, Boo, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful summer. So No, no, it's not. This summer has started off terrible. So we stole from Stand By Me. We stole from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And now we're stealing from Casablanca? Yeah. Um, like I said, this walks a fine line of plagiarism here. Yeah. And um, it's just like, it's not going to be a good summer for him. This is how his, so this is how his summer started. He was practically abandoned by his siblings over and over and over again, multiple times. He nearly drowns. He goes to swimming lessons where his uncle literally puts him in a fart stew. (laughs) Fart stew. (laughs) Next up on the stage is fart stew. Let's give him a hand, folks. Um, Um... And then, so, and then he is abandoned in the woods again, and he meets a stranger. And on top of that, like, this was 1992. This was the same time that a movie, uh, two movies about child abduction came out. The first one was Jack the Bear with with Danny DeVito, and his son gets uh, Mm. kidnapped by uh, uh, a Nazi sympathizer. And they're a Jewish family. And then, played by Gary Sinise, played by Lieutenant Dan. He got no legs. And then the other movie is Mel Gibson in The Man Without a Face, who, that movie's about a man in town who, because he was burned in a fire, they think that he is a uh, pedophile. Sketchy, sketchy dude. And Um, so, so these movies came out at the same time as this episode. Yeah, you think they'd take it. Right, the moral... And also, number one thing with kid shows, you can't imply that it's okay to talk to strangers you just can't that's my it's point not because, okay. because at the same time the morals of both of those films are don't go with strangers because you don't know who they are right and then how did your the, parents talk to you about strangers basically don't do it like yeah like my mom actually found a really clever way to do it so she found like two apples or like two pieces of fruit and i don't know how she knew this but, like, she cut open one, like, the, there was one that looked, like, kind of old and wrinkly and gross, and she opened it, and it was, like, fresh on the inside. I think it was, like, an apple or something. And she took another one that was, um, like, nice and good-looking on the outside, but it was rotten on the inside. And she said to me, like, the same applies to people. You don't know. And it's because you don't know that you don't talk to strangers. <laughs> I I remember how because my mom. You can never tell. My mom was a guidance counselor before she retired. My mom was a guidance counselor, and she showed us a video about strangers, and it was from the eighties, and it starred Henry Winkler as the Fonz. Where their boomboxes. Yes, so it starred Henry Winkler as the Fonz and puffy jackets and Miss Pac-Man, and. Brilliant. And there Where was, is this? There was a song. We need to find this. There was a song because they had a, a guy who looked like Paul Simon. It could have been Paul Simon. We need to have this on the next Writer's Bagel Basket. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called, but the song he sang, it was a guy who, he was in overalls, a red shirt, and I think he was wearing a conductor's hat or like 
a, a weird baseball cap, and the song was like, you don't know who is right and who is wrong, because boys have a penis and girls have a vagina, and there are people in this world who want to take advantage of that or something like that. What? And I look at my mom, and I was like, what the hell is this? This is appropriate? And and then that was followed... Does that sound appropriate to be talking about? It, it was followed with, by... Uh, uh, Henry, Henry Winkler as the Fonz going, I'm going to show you with Miss Pac-Man. Why strangers are yeah, no he's like, good. Hey, Miss Pac-Man, you don't know me and I don't know you. Can I touch your bow? What? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we like, need to find this. We have the power of the internet. <laughs> and like, I don't remember what it was called. I just remember that. I was like, the they literally is... used like anatomical references in in this. I uh, I believe so because I I, it, it, I was just so disturbed. <laughs> like like I was afraid of everyone after like even like uh, on the playground, yeah. someone would be like, "Hey, Scott," I'd be like, "Don't touch me! I don't know who you are." Yeah, the same thing happened to me after my mom had that conversation with me. Like, so when I used to go up to people, I used to tell, practically tell them my life story. Like, yeah, I live on this street. This is my phone number. And by the way, the here's back- a list of my fears. <laughs> yeah. The back door is a little ajar. <laughs> um, this window is always open. No, but um, after like I had that conversation with my parents, I was I would not talk to anybody. Like a little old lady came up to me one day in Home Depot, and she's like, "And oh, Haley pulled out a adorable. gun." Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just I pulled out my butterfly knife, and I was like, <laughs> "Back away, you!" <laughs> and so. Bobby didn't have the luxury of apples and a sexual harassment video starring Henry Winkler. Because <laughs> I think there were other celebrities. I just remember those two things. Because it was like an hour-long video that my mom okay. showed me. But all I remember was the Fonz. Or maybe it was the like a video of the Berenstein Bears talking about strangers. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. But either way, I still had that conversation with my mom. I had a very disturbing video. Because I just remember a, a man it, who looked like the conjunction junction in a van. <laughs> with no, a guitar. Um, anyway, um, moving on. So yeah, yeah. So don't talk to strangers. Um, and Bobby doesn't do that. So I'm going to tell you some of the other episodes of Bobby's World. Okay, but before you do that, okay, can we talk about the ending? <sighs> no. <laughs> I don't wanna. So it starts. This it, destroyed my it childhood. Haley. So the ending it, no. it comes full circle because the ending is just like the beginning, where Howie Mandel is there in on the blue screen, terribly shot, and um, he's like, "So what did we learn today, Bobby? Nothing. We took a shortcut. You learned how to swim, and no mention of strangers whatsoever." Yeah, and he goes, "I learned that I'm great. I'm yeah, amazing. I'm and amazing." I'm great. It's like, whoa, take it down a peg, kid. Um. But all of them, they never pay attention to the moral of the story. Like, they're... No. It's not like, you know, if you persevere, you can do anything, or, you know, any of those, like, candy-covered morals they Ye- shove down our throats. Right. So there's one episode after this, um, there's one where Bobby learns about music and shapes, mm-hmm. and his they, they let you know, they pull the Doctor Who, like, this person's important. Yeah. And it's this old crossing guard, and he's, like, Bobby's best friend. He's like, hey, Bobby, you going to school? And he's like, oh, I'm upset because I have a test today, and I don't... I'm a test. I'm, I have a test. I'm four. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a test on shapes. Shapes and music. And he's like, 
I don't know about like shapes or music. And he goes, well, there's music everywhere. And he teaches Bobby this great song, and it's very catchy. And then Bobby goes to show him that he got an A-plus on the test, and the guy's dead. The guy died. He he went to sleep and he didn't wake up is what they say. Oh, I thought you were going to say he failed in his crossing guard duties <laughs> and got hit by a bus. No, no. He, he <laughs> and isn't it ironic? <laughs> so uh, the guy's widow is like, he wanted you to have this and it's his conductor. It's he his, wanted you to have this because he spoke it, to him about you in great depth. Right, and it's his whistle his and his stop sign and he sings the song mm-hmm. and then shoot up like into the stratosphere of the clouds and you see a white robe and wings and it's the guy, the dead crossing guard, and he goes, Hey, they're singing my song As he's like helping angels cross the street. It it's just um, so Wow. And then there's another episode where Bobby has this friend who is sketchy as all hell and he um is sleeping over this kid's house and this kid gets Bobby in trouble. He like knocks stuff over and he's like, Bobby did it. And the mom's like, my son would never do it. So it must be you. Cause you're a garbage person, Bobby. Like poor Bobby and Bobby never learns the morals. Oh, and then, the, the, then there's one episode where Bobby's mom, Bobby has a friend who, uh, uh, Bobby, um, said could sleep over, but the mom is convinced that, this kid destroyed their yard sale and he's like no he can't stay over even though the parents went out of town so he's she's gonna let this kid like live on the street huh. yeah wow this show was messed up now it that it seems I'm- like there were some major oversights like they they didn't they it's like halfway through, through writing these episodes they forgot this is a kid's show yeah and like i and, used to love this show growing up right. too and i'm watching it again i'm so upset yeah so bagels how yeah. many so, two and a half out of 13. I'm going to give it a two. I mean, the fact that they overlooked the stranger danger aspect of it is, I'm taking away huge points. Just, um, and also, just, like, it's just a bad show. The animation was bad. Um, the moral of the story was bad. The voice acting was it was decent because I loved the voice of Uncle Ted and, you know, I want to meet a nice man. Yeah, I mean, man. I did, re- I, you know. I want to meet a nice man. I think Buns, I only, beefcakes. I, I, I'm only giving it, like, one bagel because one of the jokes was pretty good. Um, like the whole, I, my, I, my life flashed before my eyes. Well, it was a very short thing. That got, that got a chuckle out of me. And, um... Yeah, some of the voice acting wasn't that bad, but it's it's I can find really nothing that that like, great about it. Like for me, the the cartoons that I loved growing up were Animaniacs was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Now I love Rick and Morty. I love Gravity Falls, uh, yeah. Ducktales, both versions. I a lot of people love the new Ducktales, which I do, but a lot of people have problems with the animation, and I think it looks like a comic book, so I like that. Yeah, like, they're clearly, like, kind of catering to people who've grown up with it. I mean, I love that nostalgia is making a yeah. comeback. Oh, nostalgia is making a huge comeback. I mean, it used to be taboo to, like, watch cartoons as an adult unless you had a child, and now it's, like, the norm. Right, but because, again, cartoons nowadays, like, they're catered, like, they're, they're just catered to an older generation. Rick and Morty is so inappropriate. It's great. 
Rick yeah. and Morty's great. Oh, it's awesome, but it's it's very inappropriate. And even some of the jokes they make in like Gravity Falls are a little bit questionable. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, they're really good. And we're, well, Star we're, versus we're the Forces of the Evil. Yeah, we're we're just in a golden age of animation. Yeah. Like, if you appreciate animation, you should appreciate these shows. Bob's Burgers is one of the smartest cartoons on TV. Oh, it's so good. It shows, like, the perfect family because they're so accepting of their children and, like, they would love them no matter what. Well, at the same time, Bob wants to fire them all. Yeah, because he wants to run his business, but he, but he would fire them. But he, he would and be like, okay if they were gay or if they were transgender, and that's a great moral for like cartoons. Yeah, they're just accepting in general. Um, that's why. Oops, bump the mic there. Um, that's why I like the Adams Family. Yeah, I I just think the cartoon or the live action TV show or the movie. Mm, well, I suppose the movie is. I know I know it's not a cartoon, but it's there, just there that was a cartoon. same sort of feel. There was a Saturday morning to the cartoon. Family. And I, going back to Bob's Burgers, um, going back to Bob's Burgers, there was something one of the creators said, like, we want to keep their problems small because if they become, like, too big or too out there, people are not going to want to watch us. They need to be reasonable problems. And so it's that, like, down-to-earthness, I guess, of it that I really like. Yeah, and that's what I love about Bob's Burgers, too. So... Um, And... It, like, comparing those to this, mm-hmm. like, we couldn't really compare yeah. Twilight Zone episodes because we thought they were so perfect. But other animation stemmed from, like, Lauren Boucher, or Bouchard, who created Bob's Burgers, said that, like, that he used to watch, like, cartoons like Bobby's World and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, when he was doing, like, right. cartoons like that. And it amazes me that people even thought of bobby's world on that level because i guess yeah i i'm just I this mean, made me so upset <laughs> this made me so upset this yeah. destroyed my childhood yeah um, there are some shows where you watch them and it's like wow this is great and others where you're like this is terrible like i had to play catch up with watching a lot of cartoons because i like we didn't have cable growing up me or my brother you didn't and- have josh brolin as cable for no. Deadpool 2? No. I didn't have Deadpool. So sad. Um, so, no, we, like, we had shows, but they were always really hard to find. Like, I, for some reason, I could never figure out, like, when these shows were supposed to be on. And the few that I did, I watched religiously, but for the most part, I didn't get to watch, like, Disney Afternoon. I didn't get to watch, like, Warner Brothers. Disney Afternoon was my favorite. Right. And when we finally did get cable, me and my brother, like, sat in front of the TV and just did not move for, like, a solid week. Well, my dad and my mom, to get me to read more, what I had to do is I had to read the TV guide and find out, if I wanted to watch TV, I needed to find out what time they were on, what episode it was, and I had to read the TV guide to do that, which is a great way to learn to read. But (laughs) Especially when you're, like, desperate, like... (laughs) But there were... I remember, like... The the first time I was going to ever watch Recess, they were going to premiere right. Recess on a Saturday night. No, on a Friday night. You were there for the premiere of Recess? It was like 96 or 97. So I was 10 or 11. Oh, God. And, oh, stop it. No, so, like, what, did they have trailers? That- yeah, they, they, they were premiering it on a Saturday night at 7 See, p.m. I would- Hold on, because this is going to blow your mind. I turned it on. 
News report. Breaking news. Princess Diana has been killed huh. with her lover, Dodi Afad. And I was like, where's the cartoons? And my mom's like, shh, this is important. I just wanted to watch Recess. And they never had a premiere for Recess. They launched one Saturday morning, three weeks later in September. Whoops. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess. But now I have no context of what is going on. Right. Yeah, a lot of those shows, I like, we you just needed to ended watch- up the what? setup episode yeah and we didn't do that a lot yeah so it was like, just hit or miss aladdin i know the setup episode was return of jafar mm, yeah and we didn't have that um so a lot of these shows were very hit or miss for us but it's a testament to how good those shows were if we watched it in the middle and we wanted to continue like uh recess was one of those shows uh fairly odd parents we loved fairly odd parents as kids um and, oh, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, Ninja Turtles, I love Ninja Turtles growing up. Both me and my brother were obsessed with that show. Pokemon. Um, you know, just the cla- more classic shows. We didn't, like I said, we didn't get to watch Disney Afternoon, so there was no... Oh, Darkwing Duck, though, when we That's finally Disney got cable. Afternoon. We, yeah. Yes, but we, it wasn't Disney Afternoon when we saw it. Mm-hmm. It was just on the Disney Channel. Oh, so you were, like, third tier. Yeah. Um, We were late bloomers. So, for me, it was always Disney Afternoon, and then it was Rocco's Modern Life, like Nicktoons. I loved Rocco's Modern Life. Um, DuckTales, woo-hoo, and um, Animaniacs was king in, in my world. And then what we're doing next week was number one. Next week... This episode was picked by you, the listeners. Uh, this goes out to at DB something. Derek, thank you for listening. Is that really his name, DB something? Derek. Okay, I thought you were... No, no. His his Twitter handle is at DB something. Okay. He, he... I thought you couldn't remember. No, no. No, he tweeted... Uh, we tweeted at him because he's been uh, a champion of us. He loves everything we do. He thank you, Derek. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. You're not Dwight. What? <laughs> no, he's Dwight's friend. I'm Dwight. We've already established this. No. So uh, he he suggested us doing Batman the Animated Series, and that's what we're doing. And he's being kind, and he's letting us pick. So, guys, season one of Batman the Animated Series, episode 35, Almost Got Him, which is the episode where uh, the Joker, Poison Ivy, uh, Two-Face the Penguin, Penguin, and Killer Croc are playing cards and talking about how they almost got Batman. That sounds awesome. It's one of the best episodes. So tune in next week, and uh, Dwight and I will be talking about that. So until next time, I'm Dwight Stearns. I'm Scott Kurland. I'm Haley. Thank you, Haley, for being Slash here. Slash Dwight. Huh, okay. And stay swift, you guys. Bye. Bye.